Welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast, where we share a method to overcome addiction and reset your life. Now, here are your hosts, James Pendleton and Amy Kasky. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Addiction Reset Podcast. My name is James, and Amy is with me again today. Uh, we are we are back talking about the second E in our reset method, which is execute, which is one of those pieces in the puzzle, like most of them are, but this piece is imperative for your success. It has to happen, and we're going to talk about that today and hopefully give you some tips and tricks and ideas on how you can execute on the method and all areas of your life a little bit better. So Amy, execute. I know this is one of um, yours that you've had super amount of success with in the past. So we both know that executing is important, that we have to execute on things in our lives to be successful. But why, why was execute an important part to put into our actual reset method? Well, execute is an important follow-up to the small thing that you've identified that you want to do that you know will will change because it's very common for all of us to know the thing we need to do, but then actually doing it, which I feel like that's what execute is, is the actual doing it. That's where it gets tough, you know, and it's the doing it over and over and over again. You know, it's that consistently executing time and time and time again. Um, that's where success, you know, is born. And like you say, we all know, like we all know that if we would get up and work out every single day, then we'd be in more shape. And we can plan out, we can come up with our workouts, we can decide what we're going to do to work out. But if we don't actually get up and work out, you know, if we don't actually execute, then um, it doesn't happen. I remember talking with a coworker and she was like, well, I never work out. Like, how do you have time to work out? And I was like, I don't. I don't have time to work out. I make time to execute that choice because I believe in the power of it, but I have to form patterns. I have to form routines in my life to where I don't have to think about, am I going to work out today? Am I going to execute those small things that I chose? No, I don't have to think. It's just a automatic. My alarm goes off. This is what I do. I've set up a pattern. I've set up a routine. So then the execute becomes easier. Yeah, I think I think you could. Um, it's talked about a lot. You know, you're either acted upon or you act yourself. And and someone that says I don't have time to do something, they're being acted upon. Like they're still using that time doing something. They just aren't actually choosing that thing that they're using their time on, right? So you choose to work out. She chooses to do whatever else that there is. The question I have, or I think a lot of people have, is. Again, we know that maybe we should act and try and execute on these things, but how do you actually do that? Like, how do you execute? We know that it, because I think everybody knows it, that you have to, but most people don't execute very well on these small things. So how does Amy Kashke execute? Well, I'm in a coaching program right now with Brooke Snow. And we talk about spiritually creating at first. And so even before I started this program, um, I did this. I would sit down and I would make a plan. Like I would plan out, um, you know, and I love the quote that always says, you know, if you don't plan, then you're going to fail, right? And so I feel like 
the first step for executing is to really make a plan. And whether that is longer term big things like routines, um, you know, working out that type of thing, or even in the moment of resisting an urge where, you know, pornography is concerned, you have to already know ahead of time what you're going to do when that happens. You have to have already made a plan so that your brain doesn't have to think so much. So for me, I execute the best when I've already set up a system, when I've already made a plan, and I know what that looks like. And so then it's just, it's just following. It's just doing it. Now, it might be like, well, then, that, yeah, that's the execute. That's the hard part. But really, when the plan's in place, the execute kind of just follows. It becomes easier. I have been um, listening to a general conference talk from leaders of my church every time I exercise. And I don't even think about doing anything else because I put that plan in place and I've done it so many times that that's autopilot for me. So I think you have to do that for every system in your life. You have to decide, okay, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this. If this happens, then this happens, right? Yeah. If my alarm goes off, then I do this. If I have an urge, then this is what I do. And you get so good at doing it the same way every time. I believe there's muscle memory for our brain and for our body yeah. and, for our and for our spirit. And so then that execute is just so natural because your brain is just doing what you've trained it to do, what you planned to do, and then it just executes that plan. Yeah, I think the way I think you're describing um, what I'm thinking of it in this way, that we kind of take the decision of whether we're going to execute or not out of it by making that plan ahead of time. Because I know for me, when I'm when I make the decision, for instance, when I make the decision for my long races that I'm training for a 50 mile race or currently training for a 100 mile race, like if I have to make the decision every single day, okay, today I'm going to run five miles or eight miles. Like if I haven't made that decision ahead of time, I'm going to run the five miles or less. But if on my calendar that I've written out ahead of time, this is my entire training program on that calendar. It says that day I'm going to run 10 miles. I run 10 miles. It's not even a decision. It's, it's easy to execute once that plan's kind of um, been put into place. But I want to bring up a tip that, that um, we've talked about these authors quite a bit that I think can be super helpful for someone with a pornography problem or with, with any behavior that they want to change. And um, it's basically the same thing. It's called two different things by the two different authors. Um, James Clear in, in Atomic Habits calls it habit stacking and BJ Fogg in Tiny Habits calls it the anchor moment. And basically what it means is we're not really good at changing our behavior we're not so if you're already executing on something that's great it's easy to execute again what's difficult is to create a new execution to create something new so in our reset method when we say okay we need to make a small change it's usually a change that you have that you haven't done right this is going to be a new thing and so in order to actually make it stick we want to attach it or stack it to something that we already currently do, that we already have a habit in our life. We want to try and attach the new thing that we're gonna do to that existing habit. And that's why they call it an anchor. We're anchoring it to the thing that already happens or we're stacking it on the other thing that already happens. And the reason that this can really work from, our, from the method standpoint for the executing on the small things as well as the reflecting um, and the exploring is 
in the beginning, a lot of people, when they stop look or try to stop looking at pornography, they're being told that they have to stop right then, right? That they can never look at it again. And it becomes this huge daunting thing. And our approach is a little bit different in that we're going to ask them to not change what they're doing. We're just asking them maybe to think about it a little bit differently. Like we want to gather data and we're going to start learning that, okay, this is kind of the habit that happens. And we want to be able to stack something on top of that habit, even though the current habit isn't necessarily something we want to continue. If we can even stack a new habit, that's a good thing to maybe some of our less productive habits, that new habit can actually um, stick and we can start executing, like you said, without even thinking about it. And so um, how it's going to work, you know, right now is like, when you look at pornography, do this, this is the next thing, right? And as we're gathering the data, what are our thoughts? What are, what are we reflecting on? And what are we exploring? Like, how are we, what's a small thing we can do? And we're thinking of all these things right after we've just looked at pornography. And then in time, it'll eventually turn into the urge that becomes that thing that we stack things on, right? So the urge isn't necessarily wanted by most people. But if we if we know that urge and we know what we feel like when that urge comes and we can stack a new behavior, a new habit onto that urge, and we've already made the plan that this is what is going to happen. This is what we're going to do when we have an urge. All of a sudden, like you're saying, that execution becomes... Um, easier right it's just done you just do it because this is what you've trained your brain to do is do this new thing but the key is is doing the new thing attached to the old thing and that's how you're going to be able to um, make it stick for the long long term yeah with the goal that eventually that old thing will be replaced you know but you're giving yourself that grace to form new habits because you're, you're building new neural pathways. You're building new roads in your brain. Right. And those don't come, you know, just right away. If you drive on a muddy road the first time, those tracks aren't going to be nice and deep and, you know, dug in there. It takes time of driving that same way a lot of times. And as you stack that habit and you do that every time, then in time you'll slowly be able to – rid and you know and move away from the one you don't want and the new habit is much more appealing you know to the brain and the body i've seen that as i try to overcome and not eat as much sugar which that is a huge addiction for me as i add on a different habit and i eat something in addition to after and then my body starts to crave that thing that i'm doing after that food that i'm eating after the apples and peanut butter instead of the sugar candy bar I ate, you know, right before, pretty soon my body wants the apples and peanut butter anyway instead. And then I'm able to just take that candy bar out, you know, and right. just replace it with. Well, that that works, you know, the hard part with making a new change and small habits, especially with the addiction is, right, the end goal, like at the end of the day, those that are addicted to pornography do not want the end result of looking at pornography that day, right? Like, in that moment, they obviously want to look at pornography, but they're all going to say, I wish I wouldn't have looked at pornography because of the consequences after that. Similar to like, we always want that sugar in our body, but after we've eaten it, like literally seconds after we've eaten it, like I probably could have said no to that sugar, right? And it's the same thing um, with pornography. And that's why we got to get away from making that decision at that decision point. Like for me, you know, 
years into my recovery where I don't have urges as often as I did in the past, but I still have urges multiple times a day. It's just now I've done it for so long. I've executed on these small changes, these small things that I do differently when that urge comes that I don't really have to put up much of a fight, right? The urge goes away, right? Because I've already kind of put myself in a position that that decision's already been made. This is what is going to happen when that urge comes. And I've also experienced the benefit of, like you're saying, replacing it with something else. Now I prefer what it has been replaced with, right? Now I prefer the feeling that I have that I didn't do it. And now I can have an easy conversation with my wife that night because it's not even a, a topic where in the past it was like, oh, once it, once you've looked at pornography, there's all this stress. We try and get away from stress by looking at pornography and it actually adds the stress on our life because now, okay, how am I going to you know, keep this from my wife or how do I, you know, control my life? And that's really difficult to do. Whereas when we get really good at executing by using these tactics, all of a sudden we've executed so many times that it becomes less of a decision and a much easier decision when, when we do have to make that decision. Yeah. We have to get to a place where the execute um, step feels good. Cause I think if we're being honest, the execute is the hardest step in the method it's the one when you're reflecting um there's some pretty cool insights and there's some really cool aha moments there and when you're exploring I and mean, that's where you're really getting excited and then you map out those small changes that's kind of that planning stage and you are you're excited and then the execute the executes the mundane right the executes the thousand free throw shots that nobody sees for the game winning shot that everybody watches. And so execute can be hard. And I think the habit stacking, the part of what makes it so effective, it's helping our brain start to decide that execute can be fun. You know, because BJ Fogg says that we change when it feels good. And so I think we have to get to a place where what we're choosing to execute to replace is something that our brain looks forward to. You know, I'll give you a small, for instance, um, I've been trying to break the habit of my cell phone at night um, and kind of adopting this idea of a digital sunset and not having my phone on, looking at it right up until I climb into bed. And so I attached a habit to my um, after I put my phone away, I get to read just a fictional novel that I enjoy. Nothing like deep, nothing gross, just fun, right? Mm -hmm. I love to read. That's something that my brain enjoys that I usually don't allow myself much of because I don't feel like I have time. Well, I'm finding myself wanting to put my phone away faster because I get more time in the book that the habit that my brain is now looking forward to that it doesn't want to be on social media scrolling because it knows something else is coming that it likes and that's yeah. it, that it's excited about. And so I think the habit stacking is helping your brain say, gosh, you don't really want that because look what's coming that you enjoy. You know, look what you can do instead that um, your brain is almost like, oh, get that out of the way because I want to get right. to this thing. Well, and I mean, I can even relate that personally to pornography use where you get to the point where I, for me, I had lied to my wife so many times that it was like, like I dreaded that conversation, but it got to the point where I was starting to have success. Like I hoped she asked me, 
right? Mm -hmm. So that I could say, yeah, I was successful. I didn't look at pornography. And it became that new thing like, oh, I, in the past, it was like I hated when she asked me that question. And it got to the point where it's like, I hope she asked me. Like, I didn't force the question, but I hoped that that question was asked me because of the reward that I got. That dopamine hit, like, listen, I am doing a really good thing. I am executing. And um, we can find, we can find those replacement hits of dopamine and excitement and success in other ways. And we just have to get to where our, we train our brain to do that. Like yeah. we're so used to the reward that we already have. And that's not to say that our brain isn't, won't accept other rewards that we can offer it. Right. And we have to approach execute from, um, I would say small and execute from a place of like a scientist perspective because it's gonna take some experimenting because what habit stacking will work for me won't work for somebody else, you know? Somebody else might have just listened and been like, I hate to read, you know, I don't wanna do that. Yeah. But as you experiment and as you try different things, now I would venture to guess that that will feel good to anyone trying to overcome pornography, being able to tell somebody that they love, hey, I'm succeeding. I, I think that's a habit stacking that will work for anybody. Um, but I love the idea that you don't have to execute it per perfectly the first time. And you're going to probably trial and error. But once you tweak it to the place where you've created your life, you've created um, the execution of, of the habits you're implementing in such a way that you love what you're doing. You love your life. You want to get up at five to start living your day because the things that come into your day you've chosen intentionally you've planned them out and then you want to execute them right like i think it's so sad those that they actually don't want to execute their life day in and day out because they haven't intentionally chosen things that they want to execute on yeah most of the time those people haven't experienced the choice themselves like they've been acted upon right they aren't actually making the active choices and seeing how rewarding and wonderful it is when you actually make the choice to do maybe some of those hard things right so yeah i think well, it's hard but i think it can be fun and good and i think then the method that we help teach that hey let's let's take the execute to a place where you can make it something that your body looks forward your brain looks forward to doing those small things over and over again yeah that's why i'm so adamant in the beginning when i meet with new clients is we have to gather data, right? We're trying to figure out what's going to work. I'm not telling you this has to work. This particular way of executing has to work. What I'm saying is let's try that. And if, if it didn't work, let's try something else and gather the data from it. Because when you find the habits or the small things that you change and, or when you have actually reflected and explored on your experiences, you're going, we're going to find ways of doing that that are enjoyable so that the execution becomes much easier and we take away we try and take away um the drudgery of executing on these small things and we try and make it with the data that we gather something that you look forward to and that you enjoy because you know it's going to get you to the place that you want to be right yeah exactly so that kind of will lead us right into um you know join us for our next podcast because then we're going to talk about the data and why that's so important and how we're going to help them track and, and use that to their benefit.
That's right. So now you've you've got four of the five steps so far: uh, reflect, explore, small, and execute. And then, like Amy just mentioned, on the next episode, we'll we'll hit on track and transform and how um, that is uh, an integral part of the method as well. And hope you enjoy these lessons and these podcasts. And hopefully, you find something that you can implement in your life. Um, and start to see some success. So hope you can join us next time. And until then, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on the Addiction Reset Podcast. We are on a mission to change the conversation surrounding pornography. Our reset method will help those looking to overcome their addiction and transform their life. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, theaddictionreset.com. Also, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, email us at james at theaddictionreset.com or look for the coaching tab on our website. If you like what you heard today, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you thought in the reviews. This will help our podcast reach more people. Remember, with the Reset Method, recovery is in your future.